Entrepreneur on Fire 728. In need of some motivation? We've got you covered seven days a week. Join John Lee Dumas and today's Entrepreneur on Fire. Design projects can get really expensive really fast. Start your next design project for as little as $199. Plus, visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services free. Peace of mind for just $5 per month. That's Backblaze Online Backup for you. Backup before you wish you had. Listeners can get a risk-free, no credit card required free trial at backblaze.com slash fire. Fire Nation, the countdown has commenced. John Lee Doom is here and I am fired up to bring you our feature guest today, Dory Clark. Dory, are you prepared to ignite? So ready to ignite. Yes. Dory is the author of Reinventing You, Define Your Brands, Imagine Your Future. A blogger for Forbes, entrepreneur in HBR, and a strategy consultant and speaker for clients such as Google, Fidelity, and the World Bank. Dory, I've given Fire Nation just a little insight. So take a minute and share a little bit more about both you personally and your biz. Thanks, John. So as you were mentioning today, I, I write and teach. Uh, I do a lot of work with Duke University's Fuqua School of Business and write business books. But I actually have a really eclectic professional past, which I think some of your listeners probably can relate to. Um, I've been a reporter. I was a presidential campaign spokesperson. I ran a bicycling advocacy nonprofit. I made a documentary film. I used to be a theology student. And so in the work that I do today, uh, I really draw on all of those elements because I think more and more we all have to reinvent ourselves professionally and keep moving forward because the world is changing. Well, Dory, the world is definitely changing. And what I love about you is that you are like a Swiss army knife here. You have all of these different skills you could whip out at any point at any time. And I just feel like you could adjust on the fly. And that's kind of what we're going to get into a little bit about how being an entrepreneur really arms you for whatever you might be facing in your future and why Fire Nation, it's a great move to start going down this path. But before we do, Dory, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire off with a success quote or a mantra. So take it away. All right. Here is my favorite one, John. It is by Theodore Roosevelt, who's actually my namesake. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a Theodora. And uh, his quote is, in any moment of decision, the best thing you can do is the right thing. The next best thing you can do is the wrong thing. And the worst thing you can do is nothing. So what I love about this quote is something that I remember from back in my military days, and I didn't quite get it said to me as eloquently as that, Dory, by my platoon sergeant who grabbed me and said, Lieutenant, a good decision now is better than a great decision later. And I really applied that mantra going forward, especially as an entrepreneur. So how do you kind of translate this quote really for our listeners, Fire Nation, and then share with us how you apply it to your life? Well, I think one important element, at least in my own life, is that I never want to be in a position where I'm looking back and regretting things that I didn't do and just staying in the same place because it's safe or comfortable. Uh, one thing that I actually did recently that was a, a fairly big upheaval 
is that I lived in Boston for 17 years. And uh, just a couple of months ago, I moved to New York City. And that was uh, a fairly dramatic change and, you know, not necessarily an, an easy one. New York is uh, crazy expensive and yeah. the housing market is just complicated. But uh, I, I knew that I needed a change in my life and I, I figured – I needed to, to just plunge in and go for it. And for anything, you can treat it like a pilot. Uh, for me, I, I thought, you know what? I'm going to try it for a year, but I'm going to give it an honest chance and see how it is. And if I don't like it, you can go back and do something different. But I don't want to be in a position where I never tried. No, I love that. And I can resonate with that move specifically incredibly well because, Dory, I actually lived in and still own a place in East Broadway, well, on East Broadway Street in South Boston and loved that area, lived there for a significant amount of time, was a you know New England boy growing up, grew up in Maine, went to Providence College. So Boston to me was just kind of an extension of home. But then I was like, you know what, let's try something new. I want to kind of get into a different ball game a little bit. And I went down to New York City and I made that shift. And I will say, the fact that you use the word complicated for the housing down there is kind of an understatement. I mean, anybody that lives or has been in New York City for any significant amount of time knows what we're talking about, but it is a big shift. And, you know, it took me some time to transition, but I can always look back and say, you know what? I lived in New York City. I survived. I thrived in some areas and I loved it. And Fire Nation, you don't want to be looking back sometime down the road and saying, what if? What if I moved? to San Francisco? What if I had moved to Miami? What if I had moved to Bora Bora, wherever that might be? In Dora, you're not going to have to ask that question anymore. So thank you for kind of breaking that quote down, sharing with us a real example in your life of how you applied it. And now let's really take the spotlight and turn it to your life as an entrepreneur. And Dora, you've had some incredible accolades, and we're going to be getting to those in a little bit. But as you know, being a listener, we always start off with a failure, with a struggle, with an obstacle. So Dory, tell us that story and the lessons you learned. Absolutely. One early one, John, was that for almost my entire life, I uh, wanted to be an academic. That was actually my goal is uh, I wanted to be a literature professor. And I had done really well in school, you know, all, all the things you're supposed to do, you know, getting good grades and uh, <laughs> studying hard. And uh, I went through, uh, I got a, a master's degree. And then when it came time to apply for doctoral programs, I, I just, I didn't realize that doctoral programs and getting into that, it's just a very different ball game than it is getting into college. And I, I didn't really fully grasp it. And uh, I applied and I got turned down everywhere I applied. And I literally didn't have a plan B. Uh, and I thought, what am I going to do? This thing that I wanted is no longer accessible to me. And so I had to, I had to think really fast. And that was uh, kind of my first introduction to the entrepreneurial mindset. And so in some ways, I had to take a, a step back. I had to kind of scramble and, and think fast about things that I wanted to do and was interested in. I got a couple of different internships, one as a reporter, one uh, doing politics. But as a result of those things, I was able to get the experience on the ground that I needed to be able to move forward and uh, build a, a successful career later on. And so for me, the, the experience really showed that, you know, number one, um, 
working hard and playing by the rules, you know, to, to use a phrase that Bill Clinton uh, <laughs> used ad nauseum <laughs> in the 90s, uh, it's not going to cut it anymore. The, the rules are cha- or have changed. You can't just expect that things will be handed to you, even, even if you're doing what you're supposed to do. You, you always have to be ready to go out and scrap for things and to have that plan B and to be ready. And so ever since then, I've, uh, I've worked on doing that. And also the, the, the best experience is just hands-on, just getting in and making it happen. And that's how you can learn what you need to in order to succeed. So, Dory, there's a lot of value bombs you drop there, but the one that I really want to hone in on is that plan B. And for entrepreneurs, we need a plan B and sometimes even C and D because the world is shifting and changing so quickly and in so many different directions that we need to be flexible. We need to be willing and able to pivot, to adjust on a dime. And that's what these alternate plans can do for you. And, you know, Dory, you know, she really wasn't ready for it right away. So she had to quickly make that shift. And, you know, if she hadn't been so quick on her feet, it could have landed in disaster. But what happened? (laughs) She landed on her feet. Now she's been a blogger for Forbes, Entrepreneur, HBR. She's been a strategy consultant and and speaker for clients like Google, Fidelity, and the World Bank. I mean, obviously her plan B worked out pretty solid. And, and that's my major takeaway, Dory, is that as entrepreneurs, we need to be shifty sometimes. We need to know that our plan A's aren't always going to work out and keep the mind thinking, keep the mind flexible, and keep you know agility as a forefront. What do you want Fire Nation to take away from that period of your life? What's that one thing that you want us to implement into our journeys? Well, I think one of the, the big lessons, John, that I learned, I mean, that was, uh, I guess for better or for worse, not the, not the, the only failure that I <laughs> right. experienced. I mean, I, um, my next real job that I got was as a reporter and I ended up getting laid off from that. And, uh, then I went to work on political campaigns and, uh, all my candidates lost. And so, you know, I kept, uh, <laughs> hitting all these walls. But I think the most important thing is to, uh, to understand that other people's judgment of you, um, what, you know, whether it's a, a direct referendum or sort of an indirect one, meaning your candidate loses, uh, that, that is not the way that you should be measuring yourself. Just because you're facing objective external setbacks, uh, that doesn't mean that your worth is compromised in any way. And you've got to keep pushing forward because if you know you have a good idea, if you know that you have a contribution to make, it is incumbent upon you to keep pressing forward until you really can actualize that. Okay, so Dory, we're going to call that Plan Q. And Fire Nation, it just kind of shows you that sometimes you need a couple more backup plans because you just know exactly how the chips are going to fall. And Dory, let's now do a shift and let's go to the other end of the spectrum. And of course, like you shared, we could talk all day about struggles and obstacles and failures and different things you've experienced throughout your life, as could I. But right now, I want to focus on one story, one light bulb, one aha moment that you've had. And specifically, Dory, the steps that you took after having that idea to turn into success. So take us to that moment and tell us that story. About four or five years ago, and for a long time, I had really wanted to write a book that had always been a goal of mine. And I... You know, kept kept trying to uh, to make that happen and getting rejection letters. But in 2010, I started blogging for the Harvard Business Review, and the second post I ever wrote was called "How to Reinvent Your Personal Brand." 
And for, for whatever reason, that really caught on. It seemed to capture people's imagination. And shortly after I wrote it, uh, the editors reached out to me and asked if I would take this blog post and expand it and turn it into a full-length article in the Harvard Business Review. And uh, I needed to do it really quickly. I had about a week to do it, but I, I banged it out, made it happen. And as soon as it came out in the magazine, within a week, I had three different literary agents contact me and ask if I was represented and had I thought about turning it into a book. And it was so amazing for that to happen because for years before, I had been trying to break through and it was like pushing the boulder up a hill. And all of a sudden, this was something that clicked where people were coming to me and it was actually pretty easy. And so I, I realized in that aha moment that um, sometimes things work. And the only way that you can get to the things that really work, the things that really click where the wind is at your back, is by trying a million different things. You don't know what's going to work. You have to test things out and put them into the marketplace and uh, let that be your gauge. So, Dora, you've obviously had a lot of success with this, and you've really expanded upon it, and now you've turned it into a book. So what can you share with Fire Nation? What is it about reinventing ourselves that just captured the hearts and the attention of the readers right at the get-go, and what did you learn as you continued to dig deeper into this? Well, I think there's a couple of things, John. The first is the fact that people are a little bit stressed out about the speed of change in society. I mean, we're seeing companies collapsing, industries collapsing. I mean, whether it's, uh, you know, watching BlackBerry go from right. a ubiquitous cultural phenomenon to, you know, a relic in this space of two or three years or, you know, entire uh, big companies, Blockbuster and Circuit City going under, people are, are seeing the, the, speed, uh, the uh, speed of change and knowing that they need to do something, that they need to reinvent themselves to keep pace and keep ahead of it. But I, I, that's the, the sort of defensive side. The proactive side is that I think a lot of people are really excited about the opportunity um, you know, as as uh, Americans, even I think it's woven into our DNA the idea that we can do something different. We can be the best versions of ourselves. We have that ability if we're willing to work hard and to to really go for it. And I think that's tremendously exciting for people because so often in society we feel penned in by our responsibilities or by other people's expectations. Sometimes there are limited beliefs about us. And the idea that you really can take control of your narrative and of your life and say, I want to be something different, I want to do something different, is very powerful to people. Take control of your narrative. I love that phrase. Fire Nation, really absorb that. Realize that you are the author of your book. You have the permission to take control of your own narrative. And the next kind of little sentence you have there is define your brand, Dory. And you know, going into that, like, why did you choose those three words to follow your title? And how does it speak to entrepreneurs today? I think defining your brand is so critical because one of the things that I, I learned working in politics, you know, on a presidential campaign, half of what you're doing is just dealing with this back and forth where your opponent is trying to criticize you and trying to get the media to criticize you. And that's the part that a lot of people hate about politics. But what it really teaches you is that if you are not defining yourself, if you are not proactively saying, here is who I am and what I stand for, other people are always going to do it for you. And it doesn't necessarily 
I mean, in a, in a political campaign, of course, they have an agenda, and sometimes it's a malevolent agenda. Hmm. Uh, it, for for regular people, it's not necessarily that people are trying to wear you down or do anything negative, but they are going to come up with their own uh, definition of of who you are, and it may not be correct. It may not be what you what you want. It may not be accurate. You need to step out and make that definition your own, because that's the only way that people will really know and appreciate who you really are and the value that you uniquely can bring. So let me ask you this question and, you know, kind of give me some feedback really on the defining your brand part of it. So it is, is perception reality? And what I mean by that is, can we have ourselves perceived in a certain way that then turns into reality? Like, can I have myself perceived as a podcaster and then that will turn into reality or however else I want my brand to be defined? What are you th- your thoughts on that phrase, perception is reality? So I have two thoughts on it, John. The first one is that if, yes, you can turn perception into reality, but it has to be rooted in some kind of reality. Okay. So for instance, if you, if you want the world to think you're a podcaster, but you know nothing about podcasting and have never actually done one, it's, it's not going to be very successful. You might fool somebody for five minutes, but very quickly it's going to become clear that you don't know what you're talking and about. And where can I find your podcast? Oh, good question. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. It doesn't go so well. But the second piece of this is that if we use perception is reality, if we use that mantra as a motivating tool toward becoming the person we want to be, and we're working at it earnestly, then it absolutely can work. Um, Amy Cuddy, who's a a woman I know, she's a professor at Harvard Business School. She has a very uh, famous TED talk about this. And she talks about the fact that it's not so much fake it till you make it as it is fake it until you become it. So for a lot of us, we don't necessarily have, uh, we don't necessarily start out with a lot of confidence in our abilities. Maybe if you launch a business or you say, you know, now I'm a consultant, before you get that first client or the first few clients, you might be a little nervous about getting out there and saying, yes, I'm a consultant. But you have to project that confidence so that anyone would want to do business with you. And so it's really about channeling your best self and then working to become that. My favorite phrase around this, which is similar to Amy's, is if you want to be, do. Like, for instance, for me, I wanted Dory to be a podcaster. The only way that I could actually be a podcaster was to do it. And that was just me then having to take those actual steps. And that's, again, where you're putting Fire Nation, the narrative, into your own hands. And the last phrase, Dory, is imagine your future. I just love the word imagine. You know, I grew up on Walt Disney. And, you know, it's just imagine is such an amazing word for so many reasons. Why did you choose that to end the entire kind of sentence of your book? Well, I think imagination is really critical here because too many of us are limited in our thinking. Um, we, we need to, to blow out the doors on this uh, because we're, we're taught to be incrementalists. We're taught to say, oh, wouldn't life be amazing if I could get a 5% raise or something like that? <laughs> when in actuality, we should be asking questions like, what if I was able to change the world? <laughs> what if I was actually able to take control of my life and live where I want to live? and make the contribution that I know that I can make. And those are the size of the questions we should be looking at. It's about imagining and really uh, knowing that 
we can think big. And if we are strategic in working backwards from that, we actually can attain it. Mm, I love how you broke that down. And let's just take about 60 seconds story and go through your proudest entrepreneurial moments. I think for me, John, it was the moment when I was launching my first book, Reinventing You, which we were just talking about. Um, I gave a talk at South by Southwest Interactive, and that was a conference I had been hearing about for years. Um, it was, you know, even as a kid when it was a music festival and all these cool bands like REM were there. <laughs> and uh, it was amazing to me that I was actually at this conference and giving a, a book talk and standing up on stage and being able to unveil it to people. That was a really great moment. That's a moment. I love it. And speaking of moments, let's bring things to the present moment, Dory. You today, what's the number one thing that has you most fired up? Literally right before getting on this podcast with you, I've been uh, sitting here this afternoon doing the very final edits to my next book, oh. which is going to be coming out in the spring, March 2015. Uh, it's called Stand Out, How to Find Your Breakthrough Idea and Build a Following Around It. Why are you so, so good really at those excited. titles? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, my friend. Oh, that's killer. And so what's the premise around this? So basically, it's about how to become a recognized expert in your field. Um, I, I took the idea of reinventing you, which is, you know, how do you create a, a personal brand? How do you, uh, you know, sort of stake out what you want to be known for? And I basically cranked it up a notch. And uh, I said, all right, if you have a personal brand, if you're known for something, how do you get to be known as the best at something? The best in your company, the best in your town, the best in the world perhaps. And I uh, interviewed a bunch of really interesting thought leaders, Dan Pink, Seth Godin, David Allen, uh, Robert Cialdini, and essentially reversed engineered how they became known as top thinkers in their field. And quick preview, John, you, I give you a shout out in the book too. What? So I hope you'll like it. Oh my goodness. I was just going to say, I need to read this book because I have been trying to supplant Dave Ramsey since I started here. And it's been so tough. I actually just interviewed his daughter yesterday. Rachel Cruz is on right before you, Dory. And she's amazing. And I was like, Rachel, why don't you have a podcast? And she's like, oh, because my father is number one. I don't, and if I can't be number one, I don't want to have a podcast. And I'm like, that's how I feel, but I can't be number one and it bothers me. So <laughs> I'm super excited, Dory. I can't wait. We're going to have to have you back on when the book actually goes live and uh, share with Fire Nation what you have going on at that point and really kind of break down, you know, where you're at with that book. I think it'll be a blast. And Dory, we're about to enter the lightning rounds, but before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. During every episode of Entrepreneur on Fire, I ask our feature guest, what's one habit you believe contributes to your success? More than a few of our guests have said their ability to take risks, to try something that is out of their comfort zone every single day, highly contributes to their success. That's because a huge part of being a successful entrepreneur is your ability to take risks, even when it seems like the scariest thing you've ever done. If you never take risks, then you'll never secure the reward. But luckily, not everything in our world has to be risky and scary. For example, it's nice to have peace of mind when it comes to things like your data and project backup, of course. Can you imagine losing all of your work? Good thing we have resources like Backblaze Online Backup that are easy to use and give you peace of mind that your content is safe and sound. Ready to get your backup on? Listeners can get a free trial, no credit card required, by going to backblaze.com slash fire. That's backblaze.com slash fire. 
In every entrepreneurial journey comes an important moment, designing your company's logo. Every business, no matter how big or small, needs a professional logo. It's a visual keystone of your brand. But getting a logo that both communicates your business and is totally functional can be tricky. With all the emphasis on digital marketing these days, some logos have gotten much more complicated. But you need to make sure that your logo is versatile across all platforms. A logo might look gorgeous when it fills your computer screen, but how does it look at the top corner of a website? How does it look on a letterhead or a business card? Can it fill a billboard? Our friends at 99designs told me that scalability is crucial when it comes to logo design. Dream big. You want it to look good in every size. If you're looking for a unique and exciting logo that looks good everywhere, launch a design contest at 99designs. Logo started just $299. Visit 99designs.com slash fire and get a $99 power pack of services for free today. Dory, welcome to the lightning round where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? Yes, absolutely. What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I literally didn't even think about entrepreneurship as an option. It, it didn't even occur to me. And then I was working as a nonprofit executive director. And about a year into it, I realized that I was learning how to run a business. Just because you're doing a, a nonprofit uh, doesn't mean that you can waste money. You have to have everything in the black. And I realized it was the perfect training for running my own business. And so a year later, I launched. What is the best advice you've ever received? Do not pay for an office. I think that was the very best uh, advice. It saved me tens of thousands of dollars, and I'm happier because I get to hang out at home and not have a commute. I am standing in my living room right now, and I would not want it any other way, Fire Nation. Share one of your personal habits, Dory, that you believe contributes to your success. I read the newspaper every day. Uh, specifically, I read the New York Times, and uh, I know that there's a, a lot of talk in business circles these days about the, the much vaunted low information diet and that you shouldn't be reading the news and it'll just clutter your mind. Uh, but I want to push back on that. I think that being a well-informed citizen is incredibly important. I think it, it gives you things to talk about with people, ways to connect with people, uh, new ideas and information. And so I love reading the newspaper. Well, speaking of that, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? I sure do. My recommendation for folks, uh, having just moved from Boston, I will, uh, I will cite a hometown favorite. Uh, it is an app called Level Up. And I think Level Up is really genius because it allows you to pay for things uh, at restaurants, cafes, or whatever with your telephone. Uh, but even better than that, it's not just a payment device. It also functions as a loyalty card. And so you can get rid of all these, uh, you know, crappy paper punch cards <laughs> and uh, it incentivizes you doing business with your favorite merchants. So I like it a lot. Very cool. And if you could recommend one book for your listeners and Reinventing You will be on the show notes page, what would it be? So my recommendation is a book by Jeffrey Pfeffer, who is a professor at the Stanford Graduate School of Business. He's actually someone I interviewed for Reinventing You, and he's a thinker I admire a lot. 
And his book is called Power, Why Some People Have It and Others Don't. And it is a tremendously interesting book about the the nature of uh, power, relationships, organizational dynamics. If you want to get really smart about your personal relationships, you should read that book. Love it. Well, Fire Nation, I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audio book like this one for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. And on that note, Dory, are you going to have an audible version of your books? Oh, yes, absolutely. We have one already for reinventing you and uh, the rights have already been sold for standout. Well, I am going to download that and listen to it while I paddleboard tonight. <laughs> and Dory, this next question is the last of the lightning rounds, but it's a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have. Your food and shelter is taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? I would immediately start Googling and trying to find the people who were most influential in whatever realm I wanted to make my mark in. And, uh, you know, whether it's going to all top and, and seeing whose blogs are out there, uh, doing searches, figuring out who are the leading lights in a given industry, I would call them up and offer them two things. Uh, one is I would uh, s- suggest interviewing them and doing, whether it's a podcast like yours, John, or uh, creating something on a blog so that I could help spread their ideas and offering something of value to them. And the second thing is with that $500, uh, hopefully they're all in a reasonably tight geographic area. <laughs> I would want to schedule a dinner to bring them all together so that they could network and connect with each other. And uh, hopefully I could become a hub of that network and make sure that the value was being spread. And hopefully you use your Level Up app to get some big rewards for that. You know it. (laughs) Tori, let's end today literally on fire with you sharing one parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. Thanks, John. My parting piece of of guidance is that the the most important step that we can take in reinventing ourselves is making sure that in in small ways, reinvention doesn't have to be a huge capital R thing where we change our careers or change our lives, although sometimes it's that. But if we can find small R ways to reinvent ourselves every day, learn something new, push yourself in a new direction, that's what's going to keep us fresh. And if people want to connect with me, my website is doryclark.com, D-O-R-I-E-C-L-A-R-K. I have more than 400 free articles on the site. Uh, my book is Reinventing You, and I'm on Twitter at Dory Clark. Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with, and you have been hanging out with Dory and myself today, so keep up the heat and head over to eofire.com, type Dory, D-O-R-I-E, in the search bar. Her show notes page will pop right up. And Dory, thank you for igniting the airwaves today. Fire Nation salutes you, and we'll catch you on the flip side. Fire Nation, do you have a message to share with the world? Join Kate and I on our free podcast workshop and we'll show you the way. Text PARADISE to 38470 to claim your spot today. 
Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite. 